What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people who just can't shut up about guitar. If you love everything guitar and gear, then this is the place for you. And if you want even more guitar and gear content, especially focused on awesome guitar builders, awesome guitar players, and amazing unique instruments, go check out axesandblades.com and go check out Axes and Blades across YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you get your guitar content. Today's episode is just a quick little thought. It's kind of a question, and I would be curious to see other people's thoughts on this as well. And it's something that is to do with a video I'm making right now uh, in collaboration with a few different luthiers and builders. It kind of comes across that topic. Uh, It's something that came up in discussions about that video, and it's something which I've noticed a few times recently. And... I'm wondering what it's all about. And that is boutique guitars. So guitars, however you define that, made by small builders, custom builds, bespoke guitars, high-end guitars, whatever phrasing you want to use, but boutique guitars on a budget. Affordable boutique guitars. Now, the word affordable, I guess, is inevitably it's a relative thing, right? So these guitars are not really affordable guitars which is the first thing that's weird about it because we all know that you can get guitars and damn good guitars are basically every price point you know you can get a guitar for 200 bucks 300 bucks whatever and you can get a good deal you can get a really good guitar quote unquote beginner guitars a lot of them now are guitars that you can play happily forever they're just good guitars so We're all very familiar with affordable guitars. We're all very familiar with how awesome they are now. And those of us that didn't have such good guitars when we were kids are lamenting that fact and are very jealous of the people growing up now where their first guitar is better than the guitar that we own now. (laughs) Anyway, so we know about that. And these guitars are not priced at 200, 300 bucks, right? They're They're not that crazy. But I'm talking about guitars that come from small builders, which are made by them either them alone or with a small team in a workshop uh you know if you're in the u.s they might be in the u.s they might be in your state or your city or whatever if you're in europe they might be in the same countries if you're in any part of the world they might be from your local area or from the next area or whatever that's how you might know them they're not run in a factory uh somewhere with some cheap labor like these other affordable guitars and they don't have a massive team like those factories so it's not a big quick process with everything done on economies of scale so they're not building guitars for 300 bucks for you but they might build a guitar as a solo builder or a small team that specializes in handmade guitars or high guitars or boutique guitars or however you say it for like 1500 bucks or for 1200 bucks or for 2000 and Sometimes that's because they've figured out like a super efficient way, I think, to do their process. So they might have their custom models where all the specs are either determined in collaboration with the customer or they decide them themselves, but they are kind of put together and designed from scratch, at least from the specs. Uh, And that's most of their guitars that cost more like, you know, above 2000, let's say. Uh, and if they have super fancy exotic woods and crazy specs and individual measurements for the customer, then they might cost way more than that. Okay, that's a 
kind of booty guitars or however you want to call them, custom guitars, whatever, that we're familiar with. And then they might come out with one model where they kind of have this super streamlined process for doing it where the options are super stripped down and they sell it for less. And you can see how that would make sense. Someone comes along and really admires your guitars, like we might admire a bunch of builders' guitars, but, uh, you know, if you're like me, you're sitting there going, yeah, I could never afford, you know, a lot, a lot of these guitars and stuff. And um, and, I, and it's a shame because I still want to support this builder. I still want to get one of their guitars because I love their approach. I love their, the guitars that they build. They have a particular model that I really like and I want to support them. And so if they have that option for a cheaper price that's kind of a streamlined stripped down thing that's awesome um but some builders also do where it's it's not so streamlined or not so stripped down and it costs less i'm including all of this and i've deliberately started off with the positives there because i think there are positives in these guitars existing i think there's positive elements of it for sure i think it's always positive when it's like this guitar isn't in my price point and now it's in my price point <laughs> like that in itself is positive there's still things to discuss how did it get to be in my price point when i don't have any more money than the broke amount that i was before right so it's worth asking that question but there's always at least something positive in there when more guitars become available to you you've got more options and if it's from small builders who you admire then hey that's pretty cool right i'm with it my question is more with the way guitar prices are kind of going and the way guitars are going at the moment does it make any sense beyond that beyond those few people who are in that kind of specific situation i'm a fan of this builder they build these whatever quote-unquote boutique, however you want to say it, guitars. They're a small builder. They pay themselves a proper wage for their work, at least to some extent. <laughs> and, you know, not getting rich off this, but they're not paid what, unfortunately, some people are in other places in the world. And that means that their guitars are out my price range. And then, oh, here's a guitar that they make. Same model, same kind of thing, just strip back specs, not as many custom choices. And, hey, look, I can afford it. Not dissing on that. But outside of those few people, which probably isn't going to be that many people, does it make any sense? So there is the thing of if you're trying to build up a brand as a builder and you're selling mostly of your instruments at this kind of high-end price, does it make any sense to have things which are then like quote-unquote devaluing your brand? If you want to say I'm a builder who builds these things and my guitars are like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of guitar or you know, you're saying like these guitars are the best of the best of the best. Everything that comes out of the workshop is the best of the best of the best. That means meticulous attention to detail. That means a small team spending an enormous amount of time with an enormous amount of experience and skill going into every instrument. And that's what you pay for. Does it make any sense to bring out something where you're trying to hit the lowest price point that you can possibly hit? Which inevitably means stripping back away from that approach that you have, which gave your instrument so much value. Maybe that doesn't make so much sense. Maybe it's sensible the way that, like, you know, Squire Fender Epiphone Gibson works. The PRS SE thing. And the PRS SEs are interesting because originally they were so distinct from the PRS guitars. And gradually over time they've become less 
distinct i feel because like people were demanding that there was demand for that right people wanted like the signature on the headstock and wanted them to be called to have paul reed smith's name on there and not just say prsse with a totally different logo um and even the aesthetics of the guitars have kind of gone more and more towards looking like their american counterparts which is an interesting counterpoint to what i'm saying i guess but the fact is they still come under a different name and brands do that brands form sort of sub brands or at least give it a very different name to the series and different finishes and slightly different tweaks to try and make some distinction between the import brand and the main one for example because they don't want to devalue that main brand because they're still selling guitars that have the same body shape and look kind of the same for three times the price it's going to be hard to do that if someone looks over and goes well that thing's exactly the same same name on the headstock same finish options it's just made somewhere else if i don't care about the fact that it's made somewhere else then obviously i'm going to buy that one every single time and then it kind of devalues the instrument the 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks 5000 bucks because you go why would i ever pay that right okay so there's one option does it make any sense that way but like i say if it's just helping those people get get to the point where it's more affordable for what the majority of us can actually afford to pay for guitars it doesn't necessarily affect us because we're still happy that there's something that becomes affordable and we still value the brand highly enough anyway to be excited about that so that niche won't necessarily be affected the other thing though which is really about the trajectory of where guitars are going are are you ever going to win doing that as a boutique builder does it make any sense to try and make even make deals really does it make any sense to try and make a deal to try and oh here's a sale christmas sale or whatever as a as a small builder because the the fact that boutique does cost what they do in part because it's a small team making them in these compared to a factory with tons of people very labor intensive and less efficient and more meticulous approach and like I say, there's a video coming up about this to detail all the reasons why boutique guitars cost what they do. But for now, let's just say there's a lot that goes into that and the people to pay themselves a fair living wage where they are in a place which usually has higher cost of living and higher wages than where a lot of our factory guitars come from. Because of that, there's a reason their guitars cost what they do. So even without talking about like devaluing the brand or devaluing the guitars or anything else, you think that's all a bit, a bit BS. The guitar builder can only discount that guitar so much. So if you're building something with some really nice woods in it and all this nice stuff to your meticulous high standards and you calculate how many hours you've spent on it and you pay yourself even an complete like average or even very low wage for your area for the time you spent on that instrument and you discount it to near cost so you're only making a tiny profit on it, that's still not going to be a cheap guitar. If you're discounting something from 5000 to 3200 that's a massive discount. It's not a cheap guitar. It's not an affordable guitar at all. And basically what this comes down to is that the affordable guitars are always going to win on value for money. And that's something that I've heard builders themselves say, is, is they say, we want to give great value for what these guitars are. If you understand all the work that goes into it, if you, if you value that, if you don't value it, you don't value it. And there's tons of awesome guitars you can buy at every price point. But if you value what that builder does and the time and the effort and their personal love and care and passion and approach to building and unique touches and individuality that goes into that, and you go, yeah, I want that, then you can understand the price of the guitar or at least how it how it has value that is reflected in the price. 
But if you're not interested in any of that, like I said, there's always guitars elsewhere. But if you're not interested in that, you're not going to become more interested because it got reduced from 5,000 to 3,200. Because if you're a big appreciator of it, you'd go, wow, man, that is a, that's a crazy good deal. It's a guitar that I say is worth 5,000 and now it's worth, I can buy a 3,200, that's a deal. But you're already interested in the brand. You're already interested in it and thought it was a cool instrument of 5,000. You're going to attract anybody new. And value for money is there for the people who really appreciate it. Uh, something individual about that builder maybe in the boutique scene. But in terms of like the general phrase, value for money, what that means... We all know that if value for money is the most important thing when you go to buy an instrument, the boutique market is not where it is. Now, if you value certain things, okay, it gets down to the subjective individual level. You'll get value for money in the boutique market. Like if you really value um, some traditional element of the building you put in, or you really value customizable options to get everything perfect for you, then obviously you might find more value and therefore more value for money in the boutique but for for what most people are looking at and for what value money mostly means we all know that value for money is elsewhere and that the boutique scene is serving different needs it's not going after the lowest price points the craziest price points the the most aggressively marketable price points because frankly they can't hit them because even if like i say they give a crazy discount on a guitar you're going from 5000 to 3200 you're still not hitting affordable there's a person over here comparing your instrument to one that costs 800 bucks coming out of Indonesia. How are you going to win that? It doesn't You can discount your guitar as much as you like unless you're literally going to sell it for a, a third of what it costs you to make it. You're nowhere near getting towards even, even, even possibly winning the fight of value for money when you go head-to-head with a guitar that's made somewhere in a factory with the economies of scale of a massive company at very cheap labor prices with standard set factory everything, building it one after the other on a line. You get amazing guitars come out of there at amazing price points. So you're never ever going to hit that even if you do make a discount guitar. Even if you say, I'm going to make a discount guitar, it's still only going to appeal to the people who were already interested in particular guitars anyway. I don't think you're going to draw in more people who are skeptical of the whole fact of a boutique guitar being worth it because, like I say, if they're used to buying guitars like most of us for whatever it is, a few hundred, or maybe they pay more towards a thousand for the slightly higher-end stuff out of South Korea maybe, or the more high-end stuff coming out of Indonesia these days is, is up around 1,200 bucks. And that's the trajectory of guitars. We're getting import guitars are around 1,000, 1,200, even up around 1,500 that's what people are getting used to paying for import guitars with really, really good specs from companies they already love. You're not probably not going to be able to compete against that. It's going to be really, really difficult for you to get in and compete in there because part of the name of that game, maybe the biggest name in the game when it comes to what people are interested in, what we're interested in, is value for money. Well, I can get all of this for 500 for 400 for 300 and even at 1500 bucks, I think it's the same thing. Well, 1500 bucks for an Indonesian instrument. For a lot of us, that's still a bit still a bit painful, you know, depending on how old we are. And we remember how, how much guitars were coming out of those places originally and how much maybe American-made guitars were at the time then. stuff. It could still hurt for some of us to pay 1500 bucks for an instrument that comes from 
Indonesia or South Korea or, or wherever. But when you look at the specs and you look at all of that, you go, you know, 1500 bucks, that's that's a lot of instrument. Um, it's going to be really difficult for a small builder to get in there, especially when you don't have the brand power and you don't have the the familiarity that people would have with these other brands and kind of get in the mud with that. It's going to be really hard. Value for money is is extremely difficult when you're a small workshop working in these kind of meticulous attention to detail, perfection-oriented ways, making everything absolutely perfect, often working with a customer and going back and forth with them, using the highest quality, everything you can get, maybe implementing sustainable practices within that, doing all these individual things that are part of the, the kind of individual story of that passionate person following their passion and making a living off their passion as an individual or as a very small team none of that's ever going to be able to to compete in a value for money aggressive pricing sense without having probably given up something of what uh, of what that is of the benefit of what that is and then it's lost its individuality and then you're just another name in a highly saturated market where a bunch of people are already reigning dominant and then you've got a whole different fight on your hands um, and it's no longer boutique versus affordable, but one affordable thing versus just another affordable thing. And if it's some affordable guitar I've never heard of versus an Ibanez or a PRSSE or an Epiphone, I think a lot of us are going to stray towards what we know and stray towards the, the brand that we know delivers. So very difficult. So it's just an interesting scene, seen lots of, not lots of, but, but quite a, a few... Guitars being built by small builders are, are suddenly sort of trying to hit a much lower price point, I guess, to attract more people. Obviously, there's a certain raw logic in that. Over it costs less, people will be more interested in it. But I don't think the boutique guitar game is going to have a super successful time if it tries to do that, especially when the simultaneous trajectory of import guitars and cheaper guitars is that there are more and more and more expensive ones coming out. Um and so you're going to end up with some kind of overlap and you're going to end up competing directly with uh, all of the biggest brands in the world who are able to produce a model that isn't a stripped-back version of something else or isn't a toned-down version of something else. They're going to be bringing their absolute best, heaviest hitters made abroad at that price point. And then you're in a very difficult situation to sell, I think. Uh, and I think it will work just for those customers who are individuals that want to get access to your brand but 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 found it too expensive. And I think, to be honest, you could get to them without doing sales or slashing prices or, or going, hey, look, I now built something for only 1400 bucks, even though everything else I built is like 3000 You know, I think without doing that, you could just do it where customers can get in touch and that's just there on, your, on what's available with your custom ordering. Just, hey, if you order the most stripped back one, it literally costs us way less to make because it's got way less of the specs and so it's a custom order option to be able to do that if you make the specs cheap enough and then you get a lower price one you know i think that could work but taking it as a marketing tactic going like hey look how cheap we are now um when you're not cheap you know hey we used to be five thousand now we're three thousand that's still an insane amount of money that like most of us just are never going to afford so I think to do that, it's a weird thing to be seeing. I know that some of this is coming from hobby builders who like also have a job and therefore don't need to make very much profit on their guitars to run a business. Uh, I would say that most of the time when you see a boutique guitar being sold for a surprisingly low amount, you go, oh, it's only 2100 I would have expected this to be like 
4,500. That will quite often come from not a full-time builder who is sustaining their life with another job and they do this part-time. That is not an insult. That is not me saying that they are a worse builder. That is not me saying the guitar isn't good. That's just saying the reality of that situation is such that you you are being unfair if you turn around to the company that has the more expensive guitar and go, otherwise you're like that. Because that person feeds their family with the guitar building and the person with the cheap cheaper guitar maybe doesn't. They do that whilst the rest of you are, you know, mountain biking or fishing or playing football, doing whatever you do, playing gigs. That person's got a little workshop in their garage and they build guitars. Um, so yeah, when they go and sell them, they're basically recouping the costs or making a little bit on top of it, and that's that's all they're wanting to do. Uh, they're not having to feed their family with the money that they make from building guitars. So very different situation. I would say that's where a lot of these quote-unquote affordable boutique guitars come from. Um, like I say, I think there's just always an awesome positive when a guitar that otherwise wouldn't have been in most of our price points comes in at most of our price points. That's cool. We can get guitars that we couldn't have get otherwise. And, and, and like, you know um that's freaking awesome in itself so there's a big positive so i I think if anyone's like shitting on this whole thing or shitting on hobby builders or like crapping on the idea of a cheaper guitar i think that's just that's just really unfair and unfortunate and comes across as kind of elitist in a way as well so i don't really condone that um i just don't think it's smart if it gets widespread to the extent of like everyone thinks that's a way to go how do we sell more let's make it cheaper I think that works for Squire. I think that works if you're in these in these price points where value for money is what's going to cut the difference. Where me as a customer, I'm sitting there wanting to spend 400 bucks on a guitar. If you give me slightly higher specs than you for slightly lower price point, bam, that's that's how I'm navigating the market. That's how we all do. But like, I think when you're looking for a guitar and you're even in the boutique section, um, obviously we all have budgets, but that's not how you navigate really. It's about a connection with a builder. And if you think someone is this elevated builder who's the best of the best and you want to save up, because let's be honest, we'd all need to save up for these guitars unless there's someone listening to this who's crazy rich which we call in which case like i don't know if i make a patreon will you give me some of your money but like if (laughs) but like you know apart from like the outliers most of us it's like this is something you'd save up for so we're gonna go for the thing which we see as super valuable anyway and worth saving up for and even though that'll still mean a budget it's not really navigating by value for money it's it's getting our dream guitar and spending what is available to us and acceptable to us and responsible for us on a dream guitar different kind of feel than what can i get for x amount and going by value for money which i don't think boutique guitars can ever win at unless like i say you get into boutique guitars you get into the story of the builders you really value those things and then hey what you value has kind of changed and then your concept of value for money kind of shifts i think that happens absolutely but that's a different kind of situation we're talking about so anyway like i said i'll tell you what other people think does the idea of like an affordable boutique guitar make any sense to other people i'm kind of curious uh you know comment sections if you're listening to this on youtube or any of the axes and plates channels let me know i'd be kind of curious okay and to finish up as always we've got our suggestion of the day for music every single episode we suggest a song or an album or an ep that you should go check out most of the time it has guitar music in it because that would make way more sense but sometimes 
I obviously forget what the point of this whole thing was and suggest something with no guitar in it, just to be a useless idiot. So, <laughs> but today's one does have guitar in it. We had the heavier suggestion of Avatar yesterday, so today I thought I'd go for something a lot softer, just to add some balance, because that's always fun. And it's the album Painted Shut by the band Hopalong. This is some kind of more indie, kind of alt-rocky, kind of poppy. Uh, yeah, album. It's all those things. It's other things. But I actually just really enjoy the guitar tone on this album. Seeing as it's a guitar podcast, I'll throw that out. I like the album for a whole bunch of reasons. But I actually really enjoy the kind of straightforward, nice rock, but not heavy, but rock guitar tone on this album. There's a nice rawness to it. Uh, there's a nice kind of rawness to the production of the whole album, but I enjoy the really straightforward guitar tone on this album. For some reason, that draws me back in. Um, and it's, and you know, this is not virtuoso playing or crazy insane riffs or sweet picking all over the place on this. That'd be sweet. Maybe I'll cover the whole album with sweet picking and re-release it. That doesn't make any sense. It's not even my album. Why would I do that? I'd have to learn how to sweet pick first as well. And we all know that's not happening. <laughs> anyway, maybe it could be approved by sweet picking. I don't know. Couldn't everything? I'm pretty sure everything can. Uh, so it's a shame that, it's, that it scores zero out of ten on the sweet pickingometer. Uh, that's a real shame. But apart from the fact that it doesn't have nearly enough sweet picking all over everything, the guitar tone and the kind of nice stripped back, straightforward guitar work. It's really nice. I find it really enjoyable and satisfying for some reason. So go check that out. If you hate it, as always, I don't care because I can't see you and don't know what you look like or think or feel anyway. And even if you leave me a comment, as discussed in the past, that will only excite me further. Your hatred fuels me. So anyway, that's Guitar Bar for today. And I will catch you again tomorrow.